Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm talking with Jill Mott. She's a sommelier from Henry and Son. Hello, Jill. Good morning, Emily. So we're going to talk first about Riesling. Yes, it's a grape that is just, it's near and dear to my heart. And I, I want to preface this by saying, you know, you'll probably have 75% of listeners turn off their radio right now because they're going to be like, I don't like sweet things. <laughs> well, that's like saying, I don't like romantic comedies, so I don't like all movies. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just ridiculous. Riesling is, Riesling is a fruity wine. But so is Chardonnay and so is Sauvignon Blanc, right? And those are both a lot of times made in a dry fashion. Actually, sometimes they're back sweetened. Uh, just throw that out for listeners. But um, as humans, we're trained for a fast. So we, we're and prepared for fast, right? And even though we say we don't like sweet things, um, sweet like, sweet, liking sweet things is a part of our DNA, right? So that's why sometimes back sweetened Chardonnay that you don't know is back sweetened or Sauvignon Blanc is like, it slips by and we, we perceive it as dry and we drink it even though it's not. And I digress. Let's get back to Riesling. So Riesling is a fruity grape varietal. Most of the time it's dry if it's of good quality, but there are some times that it can have a little bit of sweetness. What makes Riesling fruity in nature when you smell it is it's called terpenes. It's very terpene rich, which means it's got a lot of different um, aromatics that people can smell and discern and a very large diversity of those aromas in a way that Chardonnay does not have or say, um, you know, Cabernet does not have. And so Riesling has this ability to tell us where it's from in a way that a lot of other grapes don't, because it is so susceptible, those terpenes, to show themselves, we get a lot of different aromas from different soils, from different ways of, of tending to it in the vineyard, different ways of tending it to it in the cellar. Um, and so I wanted to talk about two that I really, really adore from one style people will not suspect and one style people will suspect. Is that that cool? Yes, please. One that I really, really like is it's a producer called Jay Bricks, and they're out of Southern California. And they are they specifically are choosing this Riesling from a site called Kick On Ranch Vineyard. It's a single vineyard um, with fluffy soils, and they are making this Riesling from Santa Barbara County. We're literally about ten miles away from the ocean, and so we've got we have this ability to keep this Riesling very cool. It never gets too sun-baked, too hot. Um, it's got vivacious amounts of acidity, and they're making it into a pet nat. So I've talked on the morning show before about uh, natural pétillants. Pet nat means uh, pétillant naturel. So they're bottling this Riesling with the smallest amount of sugar. But those yeasts, because they're only using native yeast to ferment the wine, the native yeast keep feeding, feeding in the bottle. They put a crown cap on that bottle, like a, like a beer, beer cap. Mm -hmm. And we have natural bubbles, a dry wine, totally unsulfured. It's, um, got, a it's got some sediment in it. It's cloudy if you turn it upside down. It's a gorgeous mm. bottle of wine. Um, it's a little bit sour. So for those of you who may drink kombucha, like you'll love it. Um, but it smells like Riesling. You know, you smell like all these different notes of like, kiwi and nectarine and but without it being like a sweet sweet wine one thing i will say use caution because this wine if you don't chill it for a day 
before you drink it. If you're just like jonesing for it, you get it home from the store and you shove it in the freezer and you crack it open 45 minutes later, it's going to blow up and you're going to, because it's so alive and you're going to be left with like a nice three inches of wine left. So (laughs) it actually comes with instructions on the neck. So (laughs) make sure you chill it for a full 24 hours before you drink it. So that's wine number one. And if you can't finish it day two, day three, even as those bubbles wean, it's, it's just flipping delicious. Um, Wine number two, Oh, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. So would that be the, the, the Riesling we wouldn't expect? Correct. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody expects Riesling to have bubbles, to have sediment, to have, you know, to yeah. have instructions on how to drink it <laughs> or, or how to prepare how to it. open it. The, yeah. 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 Um, so the one that people may expect, this is a Riesling that has a touch of sweetness and it's from a producer called J.B. Becker. And J.B. Becker is... The, the guy who's making the wine is like got to be in his 70s. They call, they, they will, he, they just, they say he releases wines willy nilly because he, sometimes he releases wines and they're like two years old. And other times he's releasing wines and they're like, you know, uh, I don't know, like in this case, the wine I'm going to talk about is from 2008. Huh. And it's from a site uh, called Valufer Valkenberg. And I'll, I'll put this up online. Don't like be writing down vineyard sites in the car right now. Um, but it's got it's got a fair amount of sweetness. It's called uh, Spätlese, the level of ripeness that these grapes are allowed to hang on the vines and get nice and ripe. And this guy, um, Hans Joseph, I believe is his name. They call him Hajo. He's like, he kind of seems like he's either you're f- like a character in a Harry Potter movie at teamed up with like the best university professor you've ever had. He was just like, or, or high school teacher, you know, he just has, he's like super wise. He releases wines whenever he thinks they're ready to drink. And in this case, this wine from the Rheingau in Germany has like just off sweetness, you know, it's, it's just a little bit more than off dry and man with spicy food is it Uh delicious. Shiss. And he's like, you know, any, any summer salad that you're going to put a little heat in, or if you're going to do like tacos or anything like that and put a little jalapeno or a little habanero or your favorite hot sauce on it, it's just like, it just screams, drink me. And what's cool is the fact that this wine is 12 years old. I mean, if you're buying a 12 year old Chablis or 12 year old Burgundy or 12 year old name your important wine region here, you're going to be paying hundred bucks, you're going to be paying 150, 500 bucks. In this case, the wine is just over 30 and you're getting a 12 year old experience wow. for wine, which is like, cause, because his wines are not really well known and he's like a magician in the Rheingau in Southwestern Germany. So definitely, uh, click on the link and read this guy's story and sip some of his wine. Cause they're delicious. What else you got? Well, I wondered if I had time for a little anecdote from my weekend. Please. I, you know, normally uh, as, as a wine steward, you know, I like shop around the city. I go check out what other people have and support my friends who own wine shops or buy wine for wine shops. Um, and I, you know, I check on my own wines, like Joe Mott Selections, like who still has what, you know? And, and, and sometimes I buy something because I'm like, oh my gosh, they still have that old vintage. Well, so I, um, I popped into a friend of mine, Chuck Kansky owns a shop called Solo Vino. Um, and then I've got a, another shop over in St. Paul called Thomas Liquors. And I, you know, I, I don't often go across the river, especially now, like during COVID times, I'm not really 
pop, bopping into places if I don't need to. Right. And I decided, you know, I really want to see how my they're doing. You know, I masked up and I walked into the store and kind of checked it out a little bit. And I saw some friends and we, we caught up from a distance, of course. And then I was looking around at any new wines they had. And I noticed one of my producers in both shops, they had a couple bottles left of Esmeralda Garcia, her vineyard site called Vajuste. And let me tell you, this wine from 100% Verdejo is unsulfured. It's got, it's just like piercing in its delivery, how refreshing it is. It's got like really rich notes of like pear marmalade and minerals and like wet rocks, but also like like mandarin and melon. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I bought a bottle. <laughs> like I never like buy bottles of my own wine, right? Like I like yeah. to leave them for leave them for the customers. Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so if you if you're in St. Paul and you listen to Jazz 88 and you want to know where to go to get some cool wines, um, not only do both of these shops probably have the wines I just mentioned. Um, of course, we have a Henry and Son too. Uh, but they have... Esmeralda Garcia's Vajuste, um, and it's just like a joy to drink. We have a couple of them left at Henry and Son too, uh, but that vineyard site specifically like speaks to my soul. It's got like <laughs> pine nut trees around, and um, you know they're literally like one vine and is like ten feet away from another vine, which is like one foot away from another, and then twelve feet away from another. It's just like the most erratic vineyard. Wow. Um, so I'll I'll leave a link up so people can check out images of that on the Jazz eighty eight webpage as well. That sounds great, Jill Mott, sommelier from Henry and Son. We'll speak with you in two weeks. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks so much.